Hi, Serena. What's the matter? Now, listen. I racked up every ounce of courage that I had to come tell you that that Maxfield is, like, very, very bad for you. In fact, he's a very, very wicked guy. He isn't even human. This crush of yours will only lead to a very great disaster. So wipe him from your mind, please. Just forget about him, Molly. And understand, I'm telling you this for your very, very own good. But Serena! Bye-bye, Molly. Have a nice day. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business, the podcast where we watch every single episode of the 1992 Sailor Moon anime to break it down and talk about why it is that we love this show so much. We, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Folks, we are coming to the end of the Maxfield Stanton saga. Yes, Masato Sanjoen, a.k.a. Nephrite, a.k.a. Nephlite, a.k.a. Maxfield Stanton, is not long for this world. <laughs> the next two episodes are, are kind of a big two-parter about yeah. that. Uh, the one that we're going to be watching today is episode 23, Wish Upon a Star, Naru's First Love, which does not give away the ending as much as next week's episode will. <laughs> <laughs> I think the American uh, name is Molly's Folly. Molly's Folly. That's a good name. Mm. Uh, it's I, I like love... the victim. <laughs> yeah, it's her fault, clearly. <laughs> well, look, look. Molly does ignore a lot of warning signs. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Specifically she her friend showing up to kill her. <laughs> she is yeah, true. but when your friend shows up and tells you, hey, he is a bad guy and is not even human, <laughs> like, maybe you should listen. <laughs> anyway, you, you can hear our guest jumping the gun already. Oh. Karen Healy is back to talk to us. And Karen, you actually, when, the last time you were on the show, you requested these episodes. You asked. I to did. be brought back for these. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've, we've already heard your, your history with Sailor Moon, uh, but I am curious as to, you're the first person who I think has picked out episodes to return for. Uh, so why, why did you want to come back? <laughs> For these two episodes. Well, okay. So these two episodes are creepy in a lot of ways. And and I don't mean creepy as in the delicious horror sense, but in the, oh my God, I can't believe this is on TV <laughs> for young women. Way. But when I watched them as, you know, as a fellow 13 to 14 year old girl, um, I thought they were so romantic and it was, it was really wonderful how the love of a good woman really could redeem a terrible man. Um, and then I grew up and I realized that's a story. Story you shouldn't be telling people. <laughs> um, I am like but, evenly split on these episodes. Like we've talked about this before, how Sailor Moon really does kind of tackle things that are relevant to young girls. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the we went into that really in depth with the episode where uh, everyone gets obsessed with losing weight, which you know is there's a lot of pressure on girls to do that, and maybe that show did not take it in. The, <laughs> maybe they should not <laughs> present that idea in the best way. And so watching these back, it's like it's like yeah, like there's a lot of story to be had in the idea of the the bad crush like the crush yeah. on someone you shouldn't have a crush on 
who's who's a, a, a kind of bad guy. But you're kind of you know you can't control it. You're kind of stuck with that crush. And yeah, it's and the like, feeling is real. Yeah, but then uh, they sh- like no, <laughs> no, Naru's love should not uh, should not she should not stick with that. I think I I feel very similar to similarly to Karen. Like this is definitely I think this is like a dividing point where if you watch this episode and you're like yeah like you're under a certain age and if you watch this episode and you're like no then you're over a certain age. I want to know why I do want to know where that line is. That what the day where you switch when you're young you haven't like you haven't been through that yet. Yeah, you haven't and, had the crush on the right. bad person that you thought you could redeem with your true and and uh, pure love. Yeah, and and then like when you're adult you've obviously been through a lot more stuff and you realize like oh no (laughs) naru honey (laughs) look i've been where you where you are right now (laughs) and let me tell you quite apart from the the age problem well the age problem isn't actually that bad i was going into it expecting like really creepy stuff but um the age issue isn't that bad because it's not reciprocated in the same way at all that part apart from the bedroom standing is not (laughs) disturbing what is disturbing is the way that the narrative kind of validates the fact that she can redeem him it's the weird thing is that the show makes no bones about Nefert being a creep right like no. it yeah. always presents him as being manipulative and kind of taking you know taking advantage of naru and, and you know using her to further it ends and it's very explicit about that yeah it's yeah. it's the second part of the story that really goes uh, <laughs> i don't i don't know although it's funny um, you mentioned the age difference uh, i was thinking about that during the episode and then I all of a sudden I realized wait a minute these these kings hung out with Darian like thousands of years ago and while mm. we uh, kind of spoilers ostensibly we're gonna find out that like you know Sailor Moon and Darian and them that's like they're all like reborn are the kings mm. reborn or have they just been doing this for thousands of years they so- gonna be bitter at it <laughs> So what you're saying is that there's like Neferite and, and Naru are equivalent to the positive romantic relationship that we see in terms of the age difference, which is Memoru and, and Yusagi, well, no. which is, again, one that I... <laughs> no, because I'm saying Memoru and, and Yusagi, they're like, you know, 10, 15 years apart, which is weird. But I, I'm saying I think Neferite and Molly might be an Angel and Buffy situation. They might be hundreds or thousands of years different. Me. Oh, so it's even more Twilighty. <laughs> Basically. Oh, man. We're, we're actually already kind of talking about this episode and the next one. Uh, okay, okay, sorry. So, do we have any listener questions that you want to tackle sure. for this particular episode? Let's take a look. We've been getting a ton of art, uh, more art. Oh, we've we done. have. We've been getting so much uh, Sailor Moon as a tennis ball art, and I'm never going to get tired of it. <laughs> well, we got one uh, either, was it yesterday or, or this or to this morning? I forget. That was of uh, Sailor Moon's head had been turned into a tennis ball instead of body. <laughs> so far, my favorite is uh, the one from. Uh, 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 Miche42 on, on Twitter, which is a little comic. It has uh, Sailor Moon being bounced as a as a tennis ball. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, and crying, my favorite. Uh, we also got one. We got a piece of fan mail, uh, fan art from at underscore mother nerd bird, which is of Zoysite reading the Dark Kingdom Guide to Sarcasm. It's required. <laughs> <laughs> it is required. Uh, let's see. All right, here's a question. What if, okay, I don't know if this is a reference or just weird. What if Queen Beryl was Queen Beryl? <laughs> P-A-R-R-E-L. Like a wood barrel. Yep. <laughs> I don't know uh, what inspired Sean, a.k.a. at God or Slug Gas. Okay, at God or Slug Gas. I don't know. That is a complicated Twitter name. I don't know what inspired this question, <laughs> but what if Queen Beryl was Queen Beryl? Well, well, Karen, were you the guest who who thought that they literally lived underground, or was that someone else? Am I missing? No, although I always did think that. Okay. <laughs> 
you know, like when I was, when I was, because um, they're always inside. I mean, guys, come on. True. I mean, outside, be- vitamin K. Um, but the, the, yeah, Queen Barrel then I guess might be more effective. I'm trying to think. So if she was Queen Barrel, does that mean that the entire thing would be changed? The entire theme? So they'd all have to be like, yeah, containers? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be like wood product. Oh, so just wood product. Cheerite. Okay. I like, I yeah. like the idea that they'd all be containers and we'd have, uh, <laughs> bottle. We'd have like Sailor Moon being like, back off, bucket, flask. <laughs> You nigga trash. <laughs> Tupperware. I'm going to fill your bucket. Uh, <laughs> Crate. Yeah. Crate and barrel? That'd be great. Oh, that would be great. Be Excellent. Okay, so Metallia is crate, clearly. Um, barrel, queen barrel. Um, bucket, I think, is like a Jedi sort of thing. Yeah, they could kick the bucket. Yeah. Mm, better. <laughs> Wasn't Jedi kicks the bucket the actual name of the American episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more like a Jedi Japanese spoiler like title. Jedi kicks a sleep. All right. Well, this is a silly. That was a silly question. So let's try. <laughs> let's try a slightly better question. I thought it was an excellent question. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Justin Jones wants to know what is the best Sailor Moon video game, uh, and he says he's only played the SNES RPG Sailor Moon: Another Story. You've got it over me, Justin. I've never played a single Sailor Moon game in my life. No, I have the RPG. I actually, um, I do have the uh, Sailor Moon. Uh, another story and i probably should play it that would be a fun thing to do for the show i played the uh super nintendo side-scrolling beat-em-up of sailor moon <laughs> oh, and i played okay. it back in the 90s and uh it's it's really fun it's it's very much a you know a a spider-man and venom maximum carnage slash uh final fight slash streets of rage ripoff but it's got you know you can pick all five scouts uh they they have their powers which is pretty cool you know you you, you get to the point where you can use your superpowers i wish they would do a I, like with crystal coming back and with the show coming out on DVD, like it feels like it's a good time to get like a new like Sailor Moon like PS4 game. Like I would love to see, I would love to see a new one to see what they would do with it. I'm I'm taking a picture mm-hmm. right now, uh, and I'll post it on Twitter in just a moment of a Sailor Moon video game that I have here at my house that I've never tried to use because it's really old. It's a CD-ROM game called. The 3D Adventures of Sailor Moon. Okay, now is this a is this some kind of bootleg thing where no, no, uh, it looks it, it looks you have to real. play Pachinko to get her naked? It's Jordan. <laughs> no, it says okay. What does it say? Key features: Sailor Moon theme song, oh. uh, magical puzzles, 3D fashion salon, Galactic Moon Library, Crystal Fighting Arena, Moon Castle TV show, and Virtual Moon Kingdom. Okay, I stopped right on uh, Galactic Moon Library. That's the one that I also <laughs> latched onto. I want that. I'm, I'm taking a picture of it. I'll put it on Twitter in a second. I mean, I can see the thing is, I just never tried it because I was like, this is really old. There's no way this will work. It's a Windows 95 disc. It's for ages six and up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's you. I, I think uh, not next episode because we record two at a time. But when we come back next week, I want you to have played that, and I will have played Sailor Moon: Another Story. All right, all right. I'll give all it right. a go. Um, we'll have we'll have we'll have a uh, crown game corner. Uh, Karen, have you have ever played a Sailor Moon video game? No, I never have. Or or I should say, I just I think I mean I think I should open it up to any kind of Sailor Moon. Has there ever been like a Sailor Moon tabletop role playing game? Oh or my like... god, <laughs> role playing would be so awesome. I'm sure somebody right? must have done it in the BS BASM rules at some point yeah i mean the the done salary stuff i had i actually bought the uh bsm rules because i knew they had magical girl uh okay. rules right. for that uh, apparently there is a is or was a collectible card game really and there is a 
uh, I just looked up Sailor Moon game on on Amazon, uh, and there was a Nintendo 3DS game, a Sailor Moon game that was apparently released in Italian but not in English. <laughs> okay, so that's All frustrating. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, obviously you have to learn Italian. Uh, well, you know I mean, the on, uh, a simple solution here. The regular Nintendo DS is uh, is not region locked, so you can get a uh, you, if you speak mm. Italian, you can get this game. <laughs> it's called Sailor Moon La Luna Splenda. <laughs> oh. See, I'm trying to think about a Sailor Moon RPG. I mean, you'd have to spend most, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to do a lot of like romance roleplay. I mean, that would have to be the focus, right? I mean, not just on, on killing bad guys. Uh, I, yeah, I, character building. I would, relationship building. Role well, play. I don't know. Is Motoki an option? <laughs> Aww. Oh, you just want to play a what if game where you where Sailor Moon picks Matoki? <laughs> yeah, See how everything turns out. It doesn't obviously. go well. It doesn't go well. It would it would go fine. No, it would be fine. Darian becomes a bad guy. Yeah, so I don't care. And then he's a pile fun. of trash anyway. And there's no Rini <laughs> in that world. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. <laughs> what a grand tragedy that would be. All right, I think it's time that we go ahead and start the episode. Okay. Uh, so we are watching Wish Upon a Star, Naru's First Love, episode 23. Uh, the last episode on the uh, first volume of the DVDs. So uh, the second volume is not out yet, but it will be, I think by the time you hear the, the next episode, it'll be out. We are introduced wait, wait, to wait. our heroine. This is the last episode? Yeah, they cut it at the at the penultimate episode of the Maxfield Stanton that's saga. Ridiculous. which is ridiculous. Like, cliffhanger. Like, guys, guys, I was going to buy volume two anyway. <laughs> you did not have to cut it at a weird odd number. That is super weird. That yeah, it's super weird. Very frustrating. I'm a little angry with these DVDs. But uh, uh, our heroine is Isagi Tsukino. She's 14 years old. Uh, she is a cancer. She is secretly Sailor Moon, a uh, yakety yak cat from outer space. No, that is not what Sailor Moon is. <laughs> That is what uh, Luna is. No, I'm saying a yakety yak cat from outer space gave her oh, okay. uh, some oh. magic jewelry from her butt. And uh, she became a superheroine. Uh, she is friends with uh, Amy Mizuno, the kind-hearted girl genius who is secretly Sailor Mercury, and Rei Hino, the hot-headed psychic who is secretly Sailor Mars. And she has another friend that she is caring significantly less about as time goes on, named Naru Osaka, who is having a sad day at the pool. So, sad pool days. So let's talk about this. Well, there, there's one thing that I think we is definitely worth mentioning. Please. Like one thing that I think is is very important. Uh, you saw he got a new swimsuit. <laughs> I knew you yeah. were going to say that. No, no more holes. <laughs> no more ugly ribbons. Uh, yes, she yeah. did. She got a new swimsuit. Uh, we don't get that clear of a look at it, I guess, because she stays in the pool mostly. But there you are. It's but got the. It's got like a like, like pink ruffles on it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you still got to have some. You still got to have some flair. I feel like maybe um, Usagi's mother was going through the laundry and was like, "Usagi, did you wear your swimsuit somewhere?" And she's just holding it up and staring at the many, many holes. <laughs> We're going to have to go shopping. And um, so when you're a young woman and your life begins to change. Yeah. And Nara's in a, in a two-piece. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. also has ruffles. It's yeah. a very, it's a very yeah. girly two-piece. See, I was going to say about it, it looks like lingerie to me. It does not look like a bathing suit. It has too many <laughs> like... <laughs> have you ever seen lingerie, Jordan? Listen, it doesn't look like every piece of lingerie. But I'm saying if you had that outfit and you said, is that a bathing suit or lingerie? I'd like, seems more likely to be lingerie to me it's got lots of wait, since when do you have little frilly lacy bits on a bathing suit yeah but it's like lots of the time really uh, it seems weird to me. yeah like no that, yeah you don't you don't go shopping for bathing suits well that's enough. true yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if you have ever bought a a young lady's a bathing suit that you know of. uh do you do, do you often see lingerie with like frilly shoulders <laughs> 
It seems yeah, like it would be true. more likely on a piece of logic. Okay, fine. I guess I'm alone on this one. That's okay. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about this scene is that uh, Molly has accessorized. She has a bow in her hair that matches her bathing suit, yes. which is That's nice. Right. Uh, that is that is a good that is a good uh, fashion choice. Mario should be proud. So she's she's sitting on the edge of the pool, staring into the water and imagining um, Maxfield Stanton or or Masato Sangren, and just kind of like thinking about him. And Usagi pops up to be adorable and funny and just splash water on her like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, look, Usagi's not being a jerk. She's they're having fun at the pool, and her one friend is just yeah. sitting on the uh, sitting on the side of the pool, just wistfully sighing. <laughs> yeah, she's not dunking it. She's just like, "Come on, fun! It's a hot day. The water is nice. Come on in." Yeah. And Nara's like, "No, I can't because love renders me incapable of feeling joy." <laughs> That is true, though. That is what love is like. Well, and also that Usagi is acting like a child. And once again, yes. Naru, and this is in keeping with Naru's character about how, how mature she is in listening to jazz and things like that. She's like, listen, I don't have time to splash in the pool. I uh, know the true meaning of like true adult love. So yeah, She says, uh, I know what it's like to be a grown up in love, <laughs> which could not sound more like something a child would say. <laughs> I've got, I've just written Naru no in my notes about 12. And that, that was the. Th- that should be the name of these two episodes. <laughs> Naru no. Wish upon a star. Naru no. Uh, Usagi um, freaks out and, uh, and, and you know, in, in, the, in, in the way that you would and goes, you're in love. Who is it? Is it Umino? <laughs> like, I like that she immediately goes to him and then backpedals and says, okay, it better not be uh, Motoki or Tuxedo Mask because I have dibs on both of them. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's what I love because once again, we return to um, Usagi's mutual and not entirely serious crush on both Motoki <laughs> and um, Tuxedo Kamen. Like, she's allowed to marry both of them and she, she has both of them in her heart because when you're uh, you know when you're little that's totally fine uh usagi is building her harem (laughs) yeah i I also like her imagine and and the way that she dibs on people is exactly the way that you know if you're friends with somebody and you all have like if you're if you're fans of a boy band you have to split up the boys among your friends you can't you can't both same one very important i imagine that would be the case if like i just can't imagine a big group of guys being like we're all sailor moon fans which sailor scout is our girlfriend but like yeah all, yeah. The, all my other friends who watch the other were all girls so they did. <laughs> did you have different favorite ones though I, yeah i the the girl see that's the thing the girls did but like they didn't go and then you get to have a favorite one too you know what i mean like it wasn't i wasn't part of that continuum of having to only have one per person uh because i was yeah. a guy as well so i mean it's not like they were like you get tuxedo mask because that wasn't the case <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Nobody likes Texas. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, well, like for the record, Jordan, when we play Sailor Moon, I get to be Motoki. You get to be okay. The guy who doesn't get the girl and moves on and does other stuff without any. Uh, he gets a girl. <laughs> yeah, sure, some random girl that we don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, we we get to meet her. <laughs> yeah, like I, he's got a job. He wears a three piece suit. <laughs> well liked. 
Okay. Have fun at the arcade. Maybe in a uh, secret relationship with Darian. Whatever. You know, never know. Um, so, another thing uh, in this scene, I just want to mention the, <laughs> the awesome animation of Yusagi getting hit in the head with a beach ball. Oh, yeah. She gets hit in the head yeah. again. And the and best she doesn't part even of, really notice. The, the best part of the, of the animation in that is that she just kind of falls over underwater and mm-hmm. they don't animate the water at all. <laughs> she just like <laughs> slips under the surface. With It's really great. It's I, I really like a lot of the animation in the early part of this episode. Very funny. Naru shuts uh, Isagi down and says, uh, no, it's not one of those boys. Uh, I told you I am a grown-up in love. Uh, so uh, I'm in love with billionaire doll collector. <laughs> local doll enthusiast. <laughs> Uh, and Yusagi freaks out, uh, but she can't say why. Um, but she has a perfectly legitimate reason to freak out that is not in any way involved with the fact that he's like an evil magician. The fact that if he's into and her, he's only- a weird pedo? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess you can't say that. I don't know. Can you not say that to your friends? I, is, you t- I'm trying to imagine if oh, I you was can totally say. if I was in high school, like early years of high school, or, or it, well, no, they're in middle school. If I was in middle school and somebody was like, "Yeah, I've got a new, got a new boyfriend or girlfriend. She's 30." Like, would I be okay. like, "What as are you a, doing?" As a teacher, we really encourage people in that situation to say to their friends, "No, this is bad," and then find the nearest adult. Right, but that's as like, a teacher. We had a seminar on this. The uh, other- Naru has already found the nearest adult, and that is the problem. (laughs) Yeah, that is the problem. (laughs) But, like, the weird thing is that, like, they're not in a relationship. Right. Naru is basically confessing that she has a crush on an older man, which is fine. Speaking of which, in the English dub, Yusagi has the line uh, to Molly when she's telling her about how in love she is. Uh, Yusagi says, this is just like your crush on Joey Lawrence, Molly. (laughs) Aww. Aww. That is that might be my second favorite dated celebrity reference <laughs> of all time. Uh, the first is in the uh, the first is in Starman number one, where uh, which is from '94, where uh, Jack Knight is talking about like the guy says, "Oh, you think you're so cool," and Jack Knight goes on this little speech about how he's not cool because he he's just some you know he's just some antique collecting nerd, and he goes, "But compared to you, I'm Chris Isaac." <laughs> It's like, is that really the coolest person you could think of? I guess that just shows how uncool he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like... All, all that Naru's really doing is saying, like, oh, I have a crush on Maxfield Stan. This, you know, beautiful 43-year-old with a cool car uh, who can jump over fences in one That's jump. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, like, uh, Yusagi's going to go through this episode, like, not being sure of how to tell Naru. But, like, Naru's been involved in at least two of Nephrite's plots. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, you'd think that at the very least, Yusagi could just be like, you mean that guy who made your friend? like try to kill people with tennis balls or that's not his fault man that guy who was there like the night that uh you got possessed and, and oh uh, man i wonder what molly makes of that night does she think she like drank too much or what like i don't think she i, I don't think she remembers anything other than dancing with a uh, maxfield Stanton, and she's probably totally fine with that so Yusagi can't, I mean, okay, she doesn't, <laughs> whether or not she feels she can say he's a weird pedophile, don't go out with him or don't think about him much. She doesn't want to say, obviously, he's uh, he's a moon bad guy. He's a dark kingdom. <laughs> he's, a, he's a moon person. Yeah. Like, the dark kingdom. <laughs> she doesn't, she can't say any he's, of that stuff. He's a mineral man who lives <laughs> underground and tries to kill my friend 
Monday. So, so she doesn't say anything. She goes to talk to all of her Sailor Scout friends, and she's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. You know, what can we possibly do? And okay, now there's. I'm a- really disappointed with Amy, by the way. Just what? Please. <laughs> because her reaction is, oh, let's just wait a while and see what happens. <laughs> and and Ray's reaction is, we've got to do something right now. And Amy's like, no, 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 calm down, Ray. Let's, let's just let's just go with the flow for a little while. R- Amy's taking notes on this little social experiment. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. Naru is what we call a control group. <laughs> I mean, the, the only thing I can say in in Amy's defense then is maybe Amy is sitting there going, well, there's no reason to believe that he has any interest in her. Yes, that's true. Which yeah. So from a, from a pragmatic point of view, all we know <laughs> is that Naru is, has a crush on an older guy. Perhaps we shouldn't rush ahead and start revealing things that might lead to our own identities becoming known. I mean, yeah, it doesn't say that. Especially considering that Usagi had a crush on Jedi, at, at, <laughs> at least Serena did. In the, in um, the abstract. I, I, mean, I will say the, there's an amazing part of this where the scene uh, transitions from the pool to uh, their meeting at the shrine. And the uh, translation in the subtitles is, uh, I think it's Luna saying, this has gotten complicated. In the new dub, what she says instead is, this is problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yes, more accurate because it's not yeah. that complicated. She shouldn't go out with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's problematic. For sure. So uh, the thing I like most about this scene is that at the end of it, when Usaki is resolving to actually do something about it, I'm going to I'm gonna woman up and tell her that she shouldn't be in love with this guy. She punches herself in the boob. <laughs> she does. She hurts herself by pounding her own chest incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, she's she's so great. She, she's so determined. <laughs> Luna makes a I lot don't. of really funny faces in, in this episode, in her, all of her many <laughs> exasperations with Usagi. Uh, yeah, and whichever the animation team on this uh, on this episode was, they give Luna huge ears. There is a, there are certain, <laughs> yep. there are certain episodes where Luna has, like, wings on her head. Like, Luna's about to take flight. <laughs> so, after this scene, so like you said, Usagi resolves. She's like, she's my friend. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to make this happen. And Luna's like, uh-huh. Uh, after that scene ends, we go into an extended sequence of Dark Kingdom stuff. Like, if I remember correctly, mm. it's like four or five scenes in a row of various Dark Kingdom stuff. So we kick off with Beryl flexing her working hands. Working that ball. Like you've working never that seen. ball. Is she working the ball? She is at the start. And then, uh, and then like, there is like a flash of energy. And then she starts, she's got the weird hand twitch. <laughs> She is so mad because she has been when as she's working that ball, she's been calling Nephrite, Nephrite nonstop, and he is not answering. She is pissed off. Uh, she also looks again, whichever the team was that animated this particular episode, they make Beryl look a lot more monstrous, at least in this scene. Like we don't, we can't usually see Beryl's fangs. That's true, uh, and we see them here, which I, I like because Beryl, like Beryl, looks like a normal lady with slightly pointy ears and like horns <laughs> yeah. on her shoulders every now and then. I was no. This is not what happens because what happens is uh, uh, Zoocyte shows up and goes oh, uh, to, to himself. To <laughs> exactly. Himself. Um, but what I saw was for for after he appears and do, and do that barrel to be like, yeah, you haven't gotten the crystal, have you? Dead. <laughs> Just be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, you laugh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so she again I can't stop calling so I say she because of the English version can't stop he just literally shows up just to go and to think to himself <laughs> Neflite is gonna die cut to Neflite <laughs> 
in his star chamber going, oh man, I got to, I got to do this. Uh, right. Is that, that's where it cuts to next or no, wait, does she, conf- Zosite shows up at Nephilite's place and goes, Nephilite, Queen Beryl hates you. You're going to die. Again, again, sitting yeah. in midair, yep. sitting <laughs> on an invisible chair. Yeah. Yeah. Like Zosite has style, you guys. Oh yeah. I don't like, know. You're going to show up, you're going to show up and bug somebody. You don't just walk through the door. You <laughs> appear sitting perfectly poised with your gorgeous um, hair ruffling behind you. Play, look, playing with her ringlets. With his ringlets. There are, yeah. there are a lot of superpowers I would like to have, but being able to sit on air and appear in a cloud of cherry blossoms and mock someone with earth sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, that is, that's, that's on the list. It's not the top, but it is on the list. So, 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 so it's like shows up and goes, so you're supposed to be getting energy. You suck at it. Queen Barrel's looking for you. <laughs> She's pissed. And he goes, you, you, haven't, you haven't found the crystal. She's like, yeah, what, what, so what? That's my job. What? Look, that is a long-term plan. <laughs> Oh my god, guys! What? Zoisite is the Gina Lunetti of the Dark Kingdom. The what? Gina Lunetti from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. You guys are not watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I am, I am, I am. I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Gina turns up out of nowhere, random non sequiturs, clearly believes himself superior to everybody around him, is supposed to be working on something, but is more interested in mocking everybody else's efforts. Yes. (laughs) All right, that really (laughs) makes me want to see uh, Chelsea Peretti play uh, Zoisite. I'm in. (laughs) That works perfectly. That would be, yeah. I mean, she is kind of the perfect, perfect for the part. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, he's like, "Well, you, you haven't found the crystal. Yeah, well, that's none of your business." He's like, "Well, tell you what, I'm gonna find the crystal, and uh, I'm find the crystal, and I'm gonna get some energy, some love energy from this 14 year old girl, because 14 year old girl love energy is like, is like the high octane stuff." Yeah. And so it's like, it's like, "No, you can't." And he's like, "I can. Watch it." <laughs> Pops off. Uh, makes a special crystal because the sun is at a right angle with Mars and Jupiter or some stupid nonsense. Makes he, a- weird, like, he makes a little diamond cutter sign. <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah. yeah, and he's actually he actually looks like more intimidating than Beryl. Like she's just been working the orb and he's like, I'm going to do a new spell. Oh yeah, making a crystal. If he's turning energy into matter, that's quite a serious amount of uh, <laughs> physical power. There's a lot of hot pink lightning going on yeah. in this scene, which is awesome. He makes I, I, I love some hot pink lightning. Stuff. He makes like Jim Henson and creates a dark crystal. Oh, <laughs> Awful. Uh, sorry about that joke. He makes a dark crystal that supposedly will lead him to the silver crystal. Uh, and I and I let me emphasize supposedly because we see no evidence of that in this episode. What we <laughs> yeah, see. He that one off. He immediately goes, "Where's the where's the crystal?" And it goes, "Naro." He goes, "Oh, is that okay?" Oh, sure, I, I was gonna go see her anyway. Probably. Maybe. So. <laughs> maybe what he did was make a crystal that would show him his heart's desire. Look, the only way this is at all acceptable to me is that if Nephrite is never actually interested at all. Yeah, that's the... Yeah. Like, that's the only way it works. If it goes with him going from uh, callously using her to slightly less callously using her to feeling vague fondness. Well, I don't... That's about as far as I'm willing to go. I don't know. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if, I, if I agree with that assessment. We'll have to see. <laughs> I do love that uh, Zoocyte is so fragile. <laughs> Zoocyte's like... Like, hey, oh, yeah. Queen Barrel, <laughs> Nephrite sucks. You should kill him. I want to kill <laughs> Nephrite. Nephrite should die because Nephrite sucks so bad. And then Nephrite's like, uh, hey, I'm going to find the silver crystal. And then the next thing we see is Zoosite, like, cuddling with, uh, with uh, Kunzite. And he's like, I hate Nephrite. He's so mean. <laughs> All I wanted like, to do was kill him. Yeah, like, maybe... <laughs> 
maybe calm down just a shade. I, 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 maybe I don't dish it out quite so hard. I wrote down that uh, that Kunzite lives in Dagobah because it's this crazy, <laughs> it's this crazy like swamp that he's that they're cuddling in. It's super weird. In addition, uh, there's this weird. Okay, so 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 Zoisite's crying to Kunzite, and Kunzite's like, just go, just kick his ass. Like what? What's the problem? <laughs> Just go after him and kick his ass. And Zoicide is just like, you're right. And then talks to the monster who I guess has just been watching them nuzzle. Like, like there's just been a monster hanging out. Hang out. I'm going to go nuzzle with my boy. And he, and, and, but listen, don't like, don't go far. Cause whatever we say, I want you to hear it because she turns around and just like, yeah, you heard that, right? Go. Yeah. Go do that. Go do that. <laughs> Which is weird. I don't feel we should be judging Dark Kingdom relationships. Oh, I'm not judging the actual relationship. <laughs> it's the weird, well, it's the it's, weird kind of exhibitionism of it about it. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe like there aren't as many boundaries. I mean, Queen Beryl sure. has her tantrums and full view of the entire court. And, That's um, true. They're always backstabbing each other. So they plot against each other, but they do it really openly. It's interesting. <laughs> I don't feel like the Dark Kingdom is big on privacy. So that's, no. that's I mean, the real thing? they have boobs? <laughs> So that's the real thing is that I was going to say, the problem is that Nephrite Nephrite is doing everything in private. He's not answering his phone calls and going, yeah, I'm just about to screw you over. Like that's went out and got a creepy mansion instead of living in a cave like everyone else, like, like God intended. Yeah. (laughs) And he got a car. You got to live everybody else in a giant hall. If you're not into the communal living, Nephrite, maybe you shouldn't live in the dark kingdom. Wait, is the dark kingdom a communist nation? Is that what's happening here? Look, Jordan, if you can't see the metaphor in Sailor Moon at this point. I do like that we have seen like romantic relationships in the Dark Kingdom, like multiple romantic relationships in the Dark Kingdom. Like, uh, you know, we had Tetis and uh, and Jedi. Uh, that was what was questionable. We read into that a lot. Well, well, she does say that she's in love with him. That's like, true. Jedi does not reciprocate. Right. But you know, the monsters, the monsters that are being murdered by Sailor Moon are capable <laughs> of feeling that most human emotion of love. That's true. Uh, you know, I kind of like that we we are seeing. Uh, Kunzite and Zoicide. Although it always feels like Kunzite is much like Nephrite. It feels like he's kind of using Zoicide. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that's just because we know that, that you know, Malachite slash Kunzite uh, is a, a bad dude later on in the oh. show, but he seems like very kind of casually supportive of Zoicide. Like, like <laughs> oh, don't worry. You're going to, you're going to kill Nephrite. Don't yeah, you worry. Yeah, but then later we have in, in the one true romance, Tuxedo Mask is like, oh, so he's learned your true identity. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut from there. Finally, we're done with the Dark Kingdom. We cut to jewelry store Osapi. Uh, and it turns out that uh, Naru and her mom apparently just live over the store. Sure. Uh, or, sure. or nearby. And we get some really, really amazing Luna faces in this scene. <laughs> yep, more because Yusagi has showed up to talk Naru out of her crush with no plan whatsoever. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and so she's hesitating over whether or not to even ring the doorbell. She can't even bring herself to ring the doorbell. Too freaked out. Uh, which is understandable. Yeah. How do you tell your friend that... I mean, even, even if you take the... the the alienness out of it, it's not easy to tell your friend you think their boyfriend is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Hey, don't have a crush on him because he <laughs> literally has tried to kill me on multiple occasions. <laughs> so she no, goes, no, to, get, not she a goes to get advice from the only uh, nice older person she knows. True. 
Uh, this is true. Like, I kind of feel like this would have been a good scene for her to go talk to her mom. Uh, uh, but her mother is kind of terrible. Well, I mean, her, her mom is exactly like Usagi, I think is the problem. <laughs> yeah, go talk to go talk to Haruna. Go talk to Mrs. Tsukino. Uh, instead, she goes to talk to a teenage boy. A teenage boy who has the audacity to be talking to a different teenage girl. Well, to oh to literally be helping her with a game. So what? Which is his job. <laughs> <laughs> she gets so freaked out. Oh my God, he's doing his job. This is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so while she's uh, oh, nervously no. chewing her nails, uh, Mamoru shows up in a fucking nightmare of a shirt. It's I think so we've seen bad. this shirt before. It's so bad. It's a it's, terrible shirt. Is that the diagonally slashed one? Yeah. It is. It's the, yeah. the yellow blue, the pastel yellow blue and green yeah. diagonally slashed one with his belted pleated uh khakis amazing he is there is no way he is not 48 years old that's what i'm saying <laughs> oh god he gets older all the time and of course he so he's a, he's a jerk to her yes you're gonna say he's a jerk to her he is yeah, no he no he is he is a complete jerk to her. i was actually pretty I, I was surprised by how mild his jerkiness is in this episode no he, he's warming because, up he's yeah. warming up to her he just basically calls her out on her crush on on uh, matoki yeah. yeah he calls her uh, out, you're, you're, really. you're making her upset because you're talking to another girl <laughs> and she denies so, him. although uh, i love they go I, I love him inviting himself to to get coffee with them. Coffee. <laughs> well, like, well, I feel like he was showing up to get lunch with with Matoki. Probably. Like, true. I feel like yeah. he was showing up because because you you know uh, former male model Darian Shields <laughs> is not showing up to play video games. True. <laughs> Uh, and, and so, like, th- they all end up going out to lunch together. Uh, or they go get coffee, is what it is at first. Or cocoa, and, in the translation, oddly enough. And uh, uh, Motoki, again, has the same terrible advice as Amy, which is, I don't know, let your friend, let it play out. Let your, <laughs> let your friend get in a relationship with a 53-year-old man. Yep. Uh, My notes here say, shockingly, Mamoru is right. Yeah, so then Mamoru, like, Mamoru steps up with, like, actual good advice and yeah. does not, like, does not insult her during the course of the advice, <laughs> which is amazing. I know! Way to be a human being for once. See, he's a good guy. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> he tells her, like, hey, waiting isn't gonna change anything. Uh, you need to, you know, you need to step up and do something. And Matoki's like, yeah, he's probably right. I am really bad at giving teenage girls advice. I am, I am a, a pretty boy who works at an arcade why did you come to me <laughs> uh so yusagi uh having instantly gotten advice to do the thing she was already trying to do is immediately struck with hunger and orders <laughs> and orders according to the the uh subtitles it's i think it's different in the uh in the new dub she orders a fruit parfait mixed sandwiches a strawberry shortcake and some juice uh oh my god i want to go back to japanese cafes <laughs> and then uh i think also gets a pizza on top of that it's pizza. Oddly enough, the, the the pizza is the same in through all versions, I think. But yeah, in the in the dub, I believe it's like a burger and fries and, and like a milkshake, and then she orders another pizza. Yeah, that she won't she be goes enough. Jughead on it. Uh, oh, that's oh man! Because in the because in the in the original, what all the stuff she's ordering is stuff that can be shared, um, except for the fruit parfait. But um, if she's getting burger and fries, that's like what you consider as being a one person kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's interesting yeah. because she does she does mention that she is actually treating Motoki and Memoru. Oh yeah, yeah. they they definitely. Definitely don't do that in the in the dub. In the dub, it, they they have the scene where they go where D- D- uh, Mamoru and uh, well Darian and uh, Andrew say to each other, "Do you have any money? No, do you?" And she just she just keeps ordering. <laughs> she just does not care. <laughs> she just and a pizza. By the way, get ready for it. 
washing so, dishes. Usagi goes to Naru's <laughs> house. Uh, uh, Naru peeps around the door, and uh, <laughs> Usagi. Sagi does not do a good job. No. Uh, she says, mm. Sato Senjuin is a bad person. In fact, he's not even human. Oh, I didn't right, mean to say you that. Know, I said that. <laughs> anyway, he's scary. You shouldn't go out with him. Uh, and she's like, okay, that's it. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And then Pretty having said her piece, she just bails. She bails out of the situation, uh, which maybe, <laughs> maybe stick around to answer any follow-up questions. Yes. <laughs> maybe. Like, when you say not even human... <laughs> So, so, uh, yeah, no, because it was a terrible job. Uh, so Molly, uh, just goes back to being sad without that really affecting her that much. Uh, and then she gets a phone call from Mr. Sandro and himself saying, Hey, uh, let's go meet in the park. What do you say? She says, yes. Okay. First of all, though, I what? want to point out that her mother calls Molly to the phone. Right. Like instead of, yes, yes. the grateful to your old daughter at this time of night, she's just like, Oh, Molly, phone for you. And look, look. And so I'm wondering, did, did Nifrite like disguise his voice? Well, we've heard talk. We've heard yeah. Nifrite talk and he he has, uh, at least in the new dub, he has the deepest and oldest sounding voice of any of the Dark Kingdom generals. Uh, like even, even more so than than Kunzite. He's like, uh, yes, is this the Osaka residence? Is, is Naru there? <laughs> What's Molly's last name again? Osaka. That, it's Molly. Or, oh, Molly Baker. Molly oh, Baker. Baker. So he's like, so in the English dub, he'd be, "Hi, Miss Baker." Can I speak to you? I'm your local doll enthusiast, <laughs> Maxfield Stanton. <laughs> oh, it would be so creepy. And she does. She does. Uh, she just goes. I'm sorry, is this Maxfield Stanton? Because that sounds like the name that a person who is 140 years old would have. <laughs> well, she calls out to That goes, sounds like a turn of the century robber baron. There's name. someone named Maxfield on the phone for you. <laughs> Which you'd think even at least the mother would be like, somebody named Max is calling you. Nope, Maxfield. Yeah. He told me specifically. Don't shorten it. Uh, I think in the in the subtitled version, she actually says there's a Mr. Sanjuan. <laughs> on the phone for you. Yeah. Oh, even better. Uh, so yeah. So I mean, Molly, guess, yeah. Like, look, he could say like, "Oh, hey, I'm I'm Naru's teacher or whatever." But like, still, like, I do want the scene where where Mrs. Osaka goes. Um, who is this? <laughs> What I want is the scene where um, Niflite changes his voice so he he sounds like a, a squeaky adolescent boy <laughs> trying to and so, yeah, so Molly goes, yeah, yeah, I'll be right there. Bye, Mom, I'm heading out. And just leaves. And the mother goes, wait, what? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> uh, middle of the night. So she goes out, she meets with him. They meet on a park bench. Uh, or did, wait, did don't, they? Don't do any of this. Don't do any of this. <laughs> no, yeah, this is not advisable. This hot, is hot tip to any uh, to any young ladies out there: do not do any of this. This is this is all bad ideas from here on out. So did I? Did we skip the the Luna and and Serena scene? I think we did. I, oh yeah, well, oh, we did. Basically, all that happens is that uh, Luna goes. Oh, did you did you convince Molly to not be in love with uh, Nefred anymore? And so he's like, no. Nah. I told her. I told her. And then, but then Luna goes, I, oh man, I should have gone with you. And I'm like, yeah. Why, why did you leave her? You're okay, an idiot. yes. Admittedly, no one, like, Yusagi should never be unsupervised. <laughs> you do not leave her alone when lives are missing. It was a situation that needed, like, the one sensible adult in this universe. Although, to be fair, what's, what's Luna going to do? Like, is Luna going to go into to Naru's apartment and be like, uh, Serena, can I talk to you over here for a second? <laughs> she just go meow and scratch her. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so, so a bunch of times. Molly, so Molly meets Nephilim in the park on the bench. Uh, I've got Naru, no. <laughs> Naru, no. 
bad, 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 bad idea. <laughs> and so she, he tells her uh, a little story here, uh, pretty yeah, well. And I will well say, done. I do like, like I said earlier, I do like how shamelessly and and horribly manipulative Nephrite is, yeah, uh, because he tells up. her, he's like, oh, I have, I, I brought you here to say goodbye, and she's like, oh yeah, you, you must not like me, and he's like, no, I do like you, Naru. There are <laughs> evil people after me, and I need your help. I need you to give me money. <laughs> No, no, my favorite part is when he says, um, if, if I could just have the crystal, I could take care of those people and then I would be free to dot, dot, dot. <laughs> then I would be free to commit <laughs> a crime. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I will say, I do like how evil he is. Oh, he, he's uh, manipulating just, her very well. Just that this ends up, just that he ends up being good, like relatively good is, uh, yeah, bad bad plan for Molly. Uh, so, so, so he yeah, tells her that he's looking for the legendary silver crystal. <laughs> and Molly remembers a crystal that shined like silver uh, that her mom has in her jewelry store, which is apparently the only place where there is jewelry in Japan. <laughs> I know for a fact that's not true. <laughs> yeah, like from this show, you would get the idea that jewelry store Osapi is like is like the British Museum. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, he he basically like you said, he's like, well, if only I had the crystal, but I oh well, I don't. So, and so she goes, wait here, I'll be right back. She runs off to go get the crystal. Meanwhile. I don't know, we need to mention the symbolic moths. Oh, Because they've oh, been yeah. buzzing around the light all this time, and then one of them flies through the grill and of fries course. itself and just, dies. Just in case it was a little too subtle for you. Yeah. The, this so, is again, bad. <laughs> at least the show tells you, hey, this was a bad idea on Molly's part. This is... <laughs> These are Nara's making bad decisions. She runs home. She she goes and breaks into the jewelry store. She unlocks the the jewelry vault where the crystals are kept. She steals it. The mother shows up and goes, "What? What are you doing?" She runs off. Meanwhile, Usagi's running the streets. Yeah, and and her mother does not pursue her after she takes a, a valuable piece of jewelry out of the safe and runs out of the house with it. She does. Like, no, she does. She like goes. She like walks outside and yeah. goes, "Naru, what's wrong?" Like she should be like, "Oh hell no." <laughs> trying to run after somebody and it was yeah she just it's the middle of the night she was in her nightgown or something that's not true but no she's fully dressed yeah, i know fully dressed <laughs> you're right i know i'm trying to make it in her work clothes so outside yeah outside uh sailor moon runs in, rather uh serena runs into molly's mother looking for her um and do you know where my daughter is nope all right um <laughs> She got a call from somebody named Nifrat. I mean, Maxfield Stanton. <laughs> she got a call from someone from the uh, Dark Kingdom. Uh, this is the scene where Usagi actually says unforgivable in the actual episode, which I was like, oh, nice. Uh, she When she's running around, running along the street, just kind of like mumbling to herself about how terrible Nephilim is, I guess. Uh, she thinks about how unforgivable he is. And she talks about, or no, I think it's later she talks about romance scam charges. <laughs> do you do you remember this part? No. She When she's doing her little speech, it's in a couple of minutes, of like, you know, why she's going to punish him. The thing she's going to punish him for is our romance scam charges. Wow, that is amazing. I was, I'm just fixated on the part where Luna tells, uh, like literally tells Usagi, we're in this mess because you screwed up. No, oh, it's a fact. <laughs> So, okay, what happens next? So much victim blaming. Well, wait, no, Yusnagi's not the victim. She was supposed to fix things, and she fixed them badly. (laughs) I know. 
I mean, look, I think we can. I, th- I think there is a level where you kind of can blame Naru for, like, just don't go meet dudes who are 20 years older than you out in the park in the middle of the night. So this is actually funny because she gives him the gem, the gem, the, the crystal. And he's going, oh, I got to test this crystal with the other crystal. Hmm, nothing seems to be happening. Meanwhile. And she's so happy. She's, yes, she's so happy. That I'm she so is happy. <laughs> She's just like I'm. I feel so good about having stolen this crystal and given it to this guy. That it like basically. It, I'm well, helping. It at least metaphorically makes her glow and float, if not literally, <laughs> because it's not she, clear if that really happens or not. <laughs> to be fair, in her in in her mind, she is. She has just saved his life. Yes. She has just saved the life of the man she loves. So th- she has a reason to be happy. And so he's sitting there going, "This is not." The thing and <laughs> meanwhile uh, it starts picking up readings off of her just off of her glowing happiness and he's like hang on what the yep. could it be that the crystal is inside of a human being um yes, yes. <laughs> and then but then he says he says, um can you step over here with me like out of this well-lit area which did you what did you write for this one karen <laughs> What did you write for this uh, scene? Naru, no. Um, but then, fortunately... Sailor Moon shows up. Yeah. And what I love this is Nephrite's, Nephrite's response is, don't mess with my plans. And I'm like, have you seen this girl before? You, you, her whole like actual life mission is to mess with your plans. <laughs> I, I love that. I love the way they play this scene just because, yeah, because Sailor Moon shows up and is like, you're an evil guy. I hate you. You're bad. You're a bad guy. And I'm here to stop you. Da, da, da. And Molly's like, no way. He's a good guy. Right? <laughs> Maxfield Stanton, you're a good guy. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> they just cut yeah, to him. And he's like, and, no. <laughs> and he shoots a giant sperm out of his hand. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then starts raining little meteors down on uh, on Usagi. Yep, or on Sailor and then Moon. Star power. Massive laser. Was, yeah, he's like he's way way. I just feel like he's the most competent um, Dark Kingdom general in a lot of ways. He, I mean, he certainly seems to be to have the most like destructive superpowers. Like he starts tearing up this park. Yeah, because he, he calls mm. upon the power of the stars, and he can just seemingly do almost anything. Yeah. So yeah. he's a Mars he's, and Mercury show up. Yeah, I was gonna say he's blasting Moon and Mars and Mercury show up, and he's just like, yeah, great, awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'll kill all of you. All right. Yeah, I'll talk about this. <laughs> so of course, what happens? Uh, they have to. Th- they she shoots bubbles first. That's always the first move. Mm-hmm. Bubbles. Uh, then uh, we get Sailor Moon is going to murder him with her tiara, as you know one does to Dark Kingdom people. Molly jumps in front of the tiara. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> she jumps in front of the tiara. She's going to get killed. She's about to become Earth Dust, I guess. And uh, this is when we learn that, thankfully, Sailor Moon discovers the ability to yell out, Stop, tiara! And stop the tiara she inches gets, in front of her face. She gets the moon, moon tiara steering power like, <laughs> a long time ago, like, like like 14 episodes ago or something. That's true. Uh, yes, and right. she does not, like, you'd think she'd just be like, okay, just bop around Naru. <laughs> Look, we will, we will take care of her massive psychological damage from witnessing this later. Uh, but yeah, she just stops the tiara instead uh, and is very surprised. And that is when Zoysite's monster Oh, and by the way, attack. by the way, the tiara is the only thing on Yusagi's face that makes her not look like Yusagi. <laughs> Uh, and now she's just standing there without the tiara on, and her best friend never goes, Wait, Usagi? Do you see the moon? 
she, she's just so angry about it. She doesn't want to say anything. <laughs> so this is when Zoysite's yeah. monster chooses to attack. She, uh, it, he, I don't know if this monster is a, a girl monster or a boy monster. Uh, the monster attacks, uh, and the monster is going to kill Molly now. And this is the scene that blows Sailor Moon's mind because Nephlite protects Molly. And you get this great shot of Sailor Moon being shocked and they have it all colored like in just blue. Like, so it's just like, she's like, huh? like, what? How is this possible? Uh, which I love. So here's the thing. This is where it, we, why doesn't he just kill her? Why doesn't he let her just die? How much of what he's been saying to her is true? Because I would have said none of it, but he just saved her life. No, it's, None of it is true. Not literally, none of it is true because he is going to experiment on Naru when the when the sailor scouts show up. Yeah, uh, he's still trying he's to get her love power her out of her. Yeah. So you think he saves her to use her again? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty clear. Okay. Right. I mean, I, I think you know he might have some impulse because I when he when he talks later about how you know in the Dark Kingdom everybody just backstabs each other mm-hmm. and um, and he says they don't have love. That's clearly not true, but it, it's also perhaps true for him. Yeah. So I, mean, I feel like he's a little stunted tree, just like <laughs> unfurling the first leaf. But uh, it's not healthy. You, you yeah, figure I, that stuff out and then you, you use it with somebody else. I feel like at best, the only time that we're going to get like genuine feelings from Nephrite is the end of the next episode. Yeah. Like, because like, until the, until the phrase chocolate parfait is mentioned, <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think we have any actual feelings from, from Nephrite. Okay. All right. Yeah, so for the chocolate. So Nephrite kicks the butt of the monster for a minute. And then uh, Sailor Moon does the tiara. I do want to mention that t- Sailor Moon doing the tiara twice in one episode, they don't make you watch the animation twice. <laughs> <laughs> they they do the animation the first time and the second time they go tiara they're okay there it is um the tiara kills the monster the monster dies and they are all just kind of sitting there with like unconscious molly and, and the sailor scouts start chastising him not like they start chastising him Trying for not them. loving her back right like yeah. it seems like that's what they're upset about they're not like you hurt her you you're using her go away don't ever come back they're like why don't you return her feelings brutal. Don't you feel how much love she has for you? My favorite thing about this is that uh, Nephrite straight up goes, uh, yeah, we're done here. It's like, well, you can still shoot fire at him or hit him with a tiara or throw those bubbles or kick him or do literally anything. Nephrite's just like, no, uh, we're done here and I'm going to kill all of you. Uh, and then he his parting line is like the coldest shit. He's like, uh, so until then, you just keep talking about love and justice. And yeah. then he turns around and walks away. And that shit is hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's super true. And oh. that is that is the I, end of our episode. That's the end of it. My note says, just along turns his back like a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, if I, like, if I was Sailor Moon, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, Moon Tiara action. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and now you're a pile of dust. So, uh, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. When Naru wakes up, we'll just be like, oh, yeah, Maxfield Stanton caught a train. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he not here anymore. <laughs> oh, that's great. He's going to live in another city. <laughs> Pretty classic. So I'm sure you all know what the moral of that story is. Oh boy, I am excited <laughs> about it. Do we, Jordan, yes? do we have the Sailor Moon says for this episode? I do. I'm queuing it up as we speak. Oh, also, uh, hang on. What happens at the very end of the episode? Before, Right before the blackout? Do you, do you have any memory of anything dis- distinctive happening? Uh, no. Okay, because nope. here's how the English one ends. With Sailor Moon, well... 
either uh, wishing on a star or praying for Molly to not again not for Molly to get over him not for Molly to be okay but for him to like feel the same way oh what what the the Japanese version has her saying um if, if he does feel love maybe um maybe he won't do any more bad things yeah like she she wants him to have feelings because then he won't be a terrible person anymore so weird yeah. She she's like she's like got her hands clasped. Yeah, it's weird. All right. So, let me queue up the uh, here's the here's the original Sailor Moon song. Telling your friends the truth can be really hard, especially when it's going to hurt their feelings. But it was important to tell Molly because we knew she was in danger. Sometimes you hear gossip about someone and you're told it's the truth and so you believe it. But it's not right to spread gossip because you never know if it is true or not and gossip can hurt. So don't be a catty gossip. What? Sailor Moon says bye-bye. Now there's some good advice. How, how is that the moral of this How is what? that the moral? The it, moral is first that you have to tell people the truth and then that you shouldn't gossip about them. Right. It starts out reasonable and then it takes a left turn. How is the moral not? Hey, Molly uh, got a mysterious phone call and then went out to a park with an, to meet an older man without telling her mom where she was going. That's really dangerous. You should be careful about people who ask you to do that. Yeah. Like, how is that not the moral? Nope. Oh Don't gossip. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was sure that was what it was going to be. <laughs> I mean, wow. again, the, the beginning of it's really hard to tell people the truth, like if things that, if things that you, your friends don't want to hear, but they have to hear. That's really difficult. It's like, oh, okay, this is going to actually be a reasonable thing. Like, that's true. That is hard and it is important. And, you know, da, da, da. and then it just goes. Yep. But sometimes you hear some gossip. Don't pass that shit on. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, okay. It, the moral should be don't go out to the park at yes. midnight to meet strange men. If it's not that, then, hey, if you see your friend doing something that's going to hurt them, tell them. Like, that is an acceptable moral. That is sure. the one I would rank at number two in this episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's so Look, look, that's good advice. That's good advice. <laughs> yeah, just not for this situation. There's there was no gossiping going on here. There's slightly more important stuff going on. All right. Well, I guess now the time. Clearly, this is an episode about gossip, right? Like, that was what A this sweet episode. romance. <laughs> redeeming. Well, I if, guess now is the time where we talk about the things that we learned oh, from man. this episode. Oh, good. But, uh, it's time for Sailor Business says, uh, Karen, what did you learn this episode? Um, I learned that you should probably, unlikely as it seems, take advice from the guy who's wearing a diagonally slashed <laughs> shirt. <laughs> uh, Jordan, how about you? What did you learn? I learned that uh, if you give advice to people, they'll take you out to food and eat all the food themselves. <laughs> That, that is true. But by the way, uh, next time in, I'm in New York, I really want some advice. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I learned that if you're a parent and your child uh, gets a mysterious call in the middle of the night and then yeah. runs out, and then the next time you see your child, uh, they are robbing your jewelry store <laughs> and running out with valuable jewels for unknown purposes, just kind of walk down the street looking for them. <laughs> Don't call the police or, or run after them. Just like, you know, keep it real casual, slow pace down the street. That's, that'll all work out. 
Fine. So that, that that brings us to the end of uh, Wish Upon a Star and Naru's First Love. Uh, like I said, I do actually like this episode. It's it's fun. Um, mm. It's I I enjoy it. Uh, I I like how kind of I do enjoy Nephrite being unrepentantly evil in this episode. I am less into the redemption story, maybe because it only takes twenty minutes <laughs> for yeah. him to be fully redeemed. Uh, but uh, I do I do enjoy this episode. There's a lot of cool animation. There's a lot of good faces uh, and reactions. Uh, Nephrite's powers are really cool. Uh, uh, so oh. I would definitely recommend this one if people are, are, you know, I think it goes well above the last episode in, in terms of uh, what it is necessary to watch. Oh yeah, it's it's a I think it's a high quality episode. I think I think there's a lot of fun to be had. Again, we're we're you know we're all poking fun at the. Well, I mean, I don't know. In some ways, we're all poking fun at a young girl and the decision she makes. Uh, but th- it's it is. But l- like we said, it's the kind of high emotion that you feel as a teenager, and uh, mm. it, it it it's a it's a fun story and it works well. And it's also fun to see a romance that that isn't Usagi and Memory. Fails, you know. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were taking joy in other people's No, no, no. no. I I like the idea that, you know, Sailor Moon is is kind of at its heart. It's a, a romance story and a, a superhero story, but you know, very heavily on, on you know the R in Sailor Moon R is mm-hmm. for yeah. romance. And there's also, it's also quite interesting because this is like the first really in a long line of redemption storylines, mm-hmm. like thematically, this is where the show starts to take those steps into maybe we shouldn't throw our tiaras at all the bad guys. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that goes on in this episode kind of comes back with Endymion later. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like I, I feel like the way that it ends up, I feel like we're mad at this episode because of the next episode. Uh, yeah. You can't really su- uh, separate them. So I guess people will just have to be here next week Please. Uh, for our next one. Uh, any other final thoughts, Karen? Nope. I'm good. <laughs> All right, then. Well, I think that brings us to the end of uh, this episode of Sailor Business. Uh, so Karen, where can everyone find you online? You can find me at karenhealy.com um, at my Tumblr, karenhealy.tumblr.com and my Twitter account, which is K-E-Healy. And that's Healy, H-E-A-L-E-Y. That's correct. You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B, as in uh, boy, Naru is making some bad decisions. Bad, B is in bad decisions for Naru. <laughs> uh, you can also find the show on Twitter at Sailor Business. Uh, if you have any listener questions that you want us to answer on the show, if you have any fan art uh, of Sailor Moon, if you have any Sailor Moon oddities, uh, yeah. please send them to us. We were sent a an amazing 17-minute video of uh, live-action bumpers from a 1990. 1990- 95 Sailor Moon Marathon that I unconditionally love. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they were amazing. Uh, so any Sailor Moon stuff, any uh, any thoughts on the Sailor Moon video games for when we uh, reconvene for Makoki's Game Corner, uh, <laughs> send them over to at Sailor Business. Yes. And until next time, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Sailor Moon.